1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Your
2: official station to talk jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. What's happening, Tiki? It's the show here. It's all good. Holiday season upon us. Tiki, the uh, the shopping done? I'm done. I'm good. Shopping's done. I got
3: it done early this year. Oh, First time ever. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. First time ever. Listen to this. So on Saturday morning, I want to get to this Burnlander stuff and and Billy Epler, which is awesome. Uh, they both just spoke earlier. So Saturday morning, we had uh, FaceTime with Santa, mm. right? Which is which was Ooh. great. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. And uh listen, dad, we just always get the dads always get hosed. There's just no way around it. Dads always get the short end of the stick. Santa goes to to Colt, my seven-year-old son. He says, uh, so Colt, what would mommy like for Christmas? <laughs> I mean, without skipping a beat, he goes, Gucci earrings. I mean, okay. You <laughs> Does think Gucci mom's making earrings? Uh, I don't know, but she's ain't getting them. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and then, and then he says, All right, well, what would daddy like? He's like, uh, um, how about a Jets t-shirt? Yeah, that seems equitable. <laughs> Let me go and drop $2,000 that I don't have on stupid earrings and get Daddy a ratty old t-shirt of a team that never does anything. That's fair. That's a good trade. All right. Gucci um, does have earrings. Of, well, of course they do. I was being facetious when I said no or I don't. Of course they do. They're not too great. There's just like Chanel and Fendi and all the other things maybe, that are... Uh, maybe
3: about $790. Wildly, wildly overpriced. How much? 790 That's too much. Daddy's got to get a new ones driver. There's 400 as well.
2: Maybe we'll do those. Does Gucci have, like, a Jets shirt that they sell? Right? <laughs> yeah. They probably do, actually. You know what? If they don't win Thursday, just give me a Gucci brown paper bag. I'll put it right over my head because the season will be over. Gucci Jets shirts. Now, there's no way they have. They don't I'm even waste kidding. your time looking for that. So, all right. So, listen. One of the cool things in, um, in our city, really in any city, but is when a superstar gets signed mm-hmm. and then said superstar meets the media for the first time. And let's face it, it's 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 a lot of nothing, right? But just see, are you down a Gucci rabbit hole? Now, I can hear I you talking to half. Are you down a stupid Sorry, Gucci rabbit hole? I just got to take is. this one aside. Go ahead, the Gucci what is it? t-shirt,
3: Gucci cotton jersey t-shirt <laughs> is more than the earrings. <laughs>
2: a, co- a jersey or a it's t-shirt? t t-shirt. It uh, says I mean, Gucci. It's $950, dude. I mean, that <laughs> the is. The
0: earrings are less. I think we need to get it. Oh,
2: come on. Listen, there was a point where you had to spend top dollar for T-shirts because they, they weren't all made with that soft, yeah. pliable, yeah. You know, almost, you know, like you know, like the good T-shirt material. But now material. everybody makes it like that. Mm-hmm. So
0: I'm dropping money on
2: Designer these. T-shirts <laughs> are
3: more expensive than designer earrings.
0: Is it is a Jets Gucci? Is it a Zach Wilson shirt? Or, or is Jets it a Mike White? It's
3: not a Jet Gucci. It's just a Gucci. Ah. Uh-huh. Playing for done? the brand. Playing for the store. Go ahead. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, I'm done. You sure?
2: Yes. Okay. Sure. So when a player gets introduced, <laughs> it's awesome because it gives us a little a little taste of what awaits. Yes. Especially when that player's a future Hall of Famer, as Verlander is, right? So Verlander met the media today, and he was asked, uh, it's pretty interesting, uh, the turncoat, uh, Jacob deGrom, about replacing him. Um. Well, I think, you know, I... I been in a lot
0: of pressure situations in my career and I think the answer I always give which is similar to this is that um, nobody can put more pressure on me than I do myself um, you know I, I, I don't put in this much time and effort into my career and my body and take away time from my family um, for nothing you know I expect to go out and be the best version of myself every day I take the mound um, so you know I know that Big contracts and big cities come with more pressure. But, um, you know, that's something that you just have to to relish and and, and be okay with and not shy away from
2: You got to love it. And loosely translated, what he's saying is, I'm going to make 32 starts to Grom's going to give Texas 12. That's the way it's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to win. <laughs> that's what Basically. he's saying. He is not going to get rattled. No. Way. He's gonna no. He is going to thrive
3: in New York. You know, I mean, he's so veteran. You don't worry about pressure You know? Expect, like you know, he knows it. He's he lived it his whole life, you know, Detroit and then obviously down in Houston. He won two Cy Youngs down there, right? got two because he stole the one from Cole, mm-hmm. whatever that was, three years ago, four years ago, whatever it was. I his, think it
2: was, but he stole that one and he four, just won it again. I think it so. was uh, four. I think it was four. So I think it was four.
3: He, pressure's not something to no. worry about with him. No, and, and York, his wife New is going to fit media, in great. New York pressure, New York fandom. Okay, I'm going to do my job. That's all. That's yeah. It.
2: He's ready to roll. Yeah. Now, I thought this was interesting as well. So, Billy Epler was asked about maybe some finishing touches on the Mets offseason. Here's the Mets GM on that.
4: Are you done with with the maneuverings? Because you've done a lot thus far.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say we're we're completely done, um, but we'll
0: be opportunistic on the things that we're we're able to do. Hopefully, there'll be a couple a couple things that get announced in the in the near future. Um, but uh, you know, I think a lot of the moves are going to be on the margins. Um, right now, and kind of rounding out um, some of the, the the main acquisitions that we've made this far.
2: Okay, I don't think anybody would be surprised. I know he talks about the margins, some some smallish moves there, just kind of maybe some cosmetic stuff. I don't think it would stop. I think we're now in a world where if the Mets did something that just rattled the sport to its core, nobody would be surprised. I'm not saying that it's coming, but based on their aggression, Cohen's willingness to spend and go for it, I don't think you rule anything out. But a couple things you do have to rule out. J.D. Martinez, he got the one-year, $10 million deal with the Dodgers. I'm sure you guys saw that. Abreu, formerly of the White Sox, about a month or so ago, early in free agency was somebody I thought would really fit the Mets in terms of that power bat, mm-hmm. uh, that, that you know, five-ish spot behind Alonzo, some professional veteran thump behind them. Where are you going? I I, I know you're going to do something here. Who's the outfielder you guys are bringing in, Hoff? If it's an outfielder, mm. See, I, there's a name Chris
0: Drury, still around, and that's some people thinking about having him come, because he could be, play multiple You mean Brandon person. Drury? Brandon, did I say Chris Drury? Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. Brandon, I got you. Uh, the other guy's Trey Mancini, but I, I know that he's, there's a lot of talk about him right now, because he could play outfield. He could play first base. Mm-hmm. He could be a DH. Sure. Uh, listen, he, he's a fine glove. I mean, it, are these groundbreaking moves? None of them, I think, are. I don't think Brandon Drury's as good as he was last year. I don't think he's going to have that protection in the lineup that I'd really want. Um, but that's where I see them going, and I, I don't see them getting Conforto. I think Conforto's going to either go to a smaller market team. To play. He needs to play every day. Mm-hmm. He really does. He needs to sh- get back on the map, so he needs to play every
2: day, go to a small market team, play 162, and then get the, his stock up. Yeah, that that might really be the move. And I, Listen, I've said many times I'm okay with Conforto being a possible Yankees target mm-hmm. if they don't make this happen with the Pirates and still waiting, so hopefully it is going to happen with Reynolds. That's the guy that I've wanted from day one. But like if if I if I'm conforto, I think that that is the move. Go to like the Reds or go somewhere where you know. Go to Colorado. Go to Colorado. Yeah, where there's no pressure. Yeah, but you still got to
3: get a deal. That's that's a challenge. Like he needs a deal that.
2: He wants to get paid. Well, he's not getting paid. He's, I know, well, but he's he going wants to get a two to. year with the second year opt out like Correa got for a lot less money. And what I was going to say was go to a small ballpark. That's why I said Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Go to a place where you have no expectation to win. Go to a place where if you start one for 20, they're going to roll you back out there in the three or the four hole the next day, no matter what, and get you 600 at bats, bang 30 home runs, hit 270, and then you get paid again. That's the move for him. 100%. Yes. You nailed yeah. it. That's yeah. exactly what it should be. Thanks, Off. You
0: want? Just not for the Mets. I don't <laughs> want him for the Mets
2: because he's he's not going to get enough of bets. He's you just know what's not amazing? No, like, yeah. I, I got you. If he had never played for the Mets, you would have a different tune about him. No, you would. No, you I, would. I, no, I, I wouldn't. I, you're entertaining Brandon Drury, but I'm not.
0: I'm saying that's what people are entertaining. I think trade. I'm telling you what. You asked me what I think they'll do. Yeah, that's what I think they'll do. I told you what I should. They should have done. Just J D Martinez was what they should have done. That's hundred percent.
2: He did didn't say that it. a while ago. Go I ahead, think. I it.
3: think Hoff's point is, though, is that even if he wasn't a Met prior, if the situation with the Mets it was the same, he's just not gonna. Get, it's not gonna fulfill him. He's not gonna get enough at bats, and so it doesn't make sense for him to come sign with the
0: Mets. So I think that's what that's what Hoff is saying. There's no room for him right now on the team. He's a fourth outfielder right now, even with Kana not being the best. Mm-hmm. But you have Nimmo and and Starlin Marte that are playing. Pretty much every day, kind of you could go and and interchange him, but that's still not enough at bats for Conforto. Really, what's going to happen is next year, these names you're going to think you're going to hear of it's going to be obviously Otani. Devers is going to be a free agent. Have you heard what's going on with Boston with them? Uh, Yes. Yeah, I've been following that. That's pretty huge right there that they can't come close to a deal, but they also can't trade him because he's too valuable, so they don't know what to do with him. Mm -hmm. What's going
3: on in Boston? Because the same thing, Bogart's like just kind of said, peace out, too. It's just yeah, that's been, a sinking
2: ship, my friend. They I mean, have gotten rid of so many stars. Mookie, Mookie Betts, David Price. Back mm-hmm. before that, I mean, man, they just can't retain anybody now. Yeah. Didn't really work out with with Price and the Dodgers True. anyway. But, but I mean, still, he was
3: old, a little bit older, but still like Attendee, He remember he was thought yep. to be a star when he yep. was a young kid, and he they he, they let him walk. to He had his best
2: years there, yeah, early. a couple of big I mean, seasons for sure.
0: And I'm not trying to kill him, but Heim Bloom was supposed to be this big exec that they the Mets fans were trying to trying to get. And so far, he hasn't done anything with Boston. He's getting crushed
2: up there. Yes. No, and rightfully so. They're going nowhere. 877-337-6666. All right, let's get back to you. Just want to throw a little baseball stuff on the table for you. Let's go to Chris and Baldwin. What's going on, Chris? What's going on, fellas? Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Likewise, Chris. You too, buddy. Uh, Going back to the salad, man, um, I
4: think, you know, I mean, first off, actually, we shouldn't even be talking playoffs right now for us. Uh, we've lost five out of seven, man. We just got to win Thursday, yeah. and then maybe think about the playoffs. But let's start with a win Thursday. The Jaguars are red hot. It's not going to be an easy game, especially with the conditions.
2: Well, uh, it's my opinion that somebody that wears their hair the way Trevor Lawrence wears his hair, <laughs> he cannot flourish in the conditions that we we're about to get on Thursday. It's not allowed. Like he's got to have an eighteen for twenty-seven with two picks and a fumble. And he's got to get his brains beaten. That pretty a, boy cannot play well. He just hasn't had a, He hasn't had a bad day like that in a couple of weeks. So <laughs> he's just, been looking good. He has really. He looks like, like the good. guy they thought they
3: drafted. I know he's throwing dimes. Yes, he no, I know. he's got I good receivers. It. No, I'm not saying they're world beaters, but ETN is just dynamic as hell. Like, they're really good right
2: now. They got a good coach, too. And Doug Peterson is as good as they come. And now, listen, we talked a lot about Salah to start the show, and I think Robert Salah, as does my partner, really showing the makings of a really good Mm -hmm. quality, uh, above-average NFL coach. But you think about what the Eagles did, bringing in Peterson, who obviously did wonders in Philly uh, with quarterbacks, and he knows the position he played. He backed up forever. Look at look at Lawrence. You know this ascension in year two, and look at the stagnation slash regression for Zach in year two with a defensive head coach. I mean, that's not by accident. No, it's not a coincidence. And, and by the way, you can mitigate that.
3: It, like look look at Lamar Jackson down in, in um in Baltimore with Greg Roman as his offensive coordinator. It, you know Harbaugh's defensive minded, a special teams defensive minded coach as they as they come. Surely what their their mo has been forever. And going back to, uh, who was their coach? Uh, um, Billick. Billick. He, going back to, it's always been. But he defense. had an offensive background, Billick. Uh, uh, yeah, he that's, did, which was contrary right, to right, the cause way Rex played. Cause defense. because Rex, Rex was Crazy. there. Rex was there. Yep, they, had a great, yep. they had great defensive coaches. That's beside the point. You can be a defensive minded coach and just hire a great offensive coordinator to manage that side of it for mm-hmm. you.
2: Mike LaFleur is just young. If you owned the team, Teak, would you go for the for the older offensive guy, the young, hot offensive guy? The, what, what kind of coach would you hire? You um, own Team X as an expansion team. You own it.
3: I mean, I love defense. This is why I, I, I think some of the best coaches have been defensive-minded over the years because it, it, it travels. We talk about this all the time. But if you're going to get a defensive coach, it's got to be somebody who has a, like a very – Full rolodex relationships to bring in whoever they want offensive mind wise, offensive coordinator wise. Because if you don't, if you don't handle that side of it, it gets it gets ugly mm-hmm. quick, right? And so uh, I would go defense, but you you got to make sure that they hire an experienced offensive coordinator. And I, and when it when it's if this thing doesn't work out here in New York, like Jets don't ever get close to a championship, um, I think the biggest fault for Robert Sala was not hiring. An experienced offensive coordinator. I know we wanted to give his buddy, his buddy's brother, a shot because Michael Fora might not have gotten a shot. I mean, maybe he would have taken five more years. Who knows? Whatever before he gets a shot. But he, he's a young offensive coordinator. I mean, he's, he doesn't—he doesn't look like he's a grown-up, much less an OC. He's young. He's
2: young. Not um, a lot of reps under his belt.
3: Exactly. But and so he's in a second year. Uh, he struggles with Zach. It works with Mike White so for some reason. And so I. There's just so many question marks right there. Mm-hmm. and that's 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 also the challenge. We're talking about Zach a lot, but it's also
2: the coordinator and how he
3: works with Zach.
2: All right. 877-337-6666. Threw a couple of Met things out there for you. A little, uh, a little, a little too quiet for my touch, taste with the Yankees. Mm. And I saw something earlier that I want to throw with you guys and uh, see what you think, which we'll get to coming up in a bit. Obviously, get back to the call Coles- Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right, 1126 back on the fan. It's the and show. So we're going to play something. Uh, I know that Coach Solid just spoke about Zach. You guys might want to hear this. You might want to hear this as well. Me and Teak are big golf fans. You know, we've only been on the fan for a year or so. I'm not sure how much golf we've talked about. Uh, and especially with Tiger Woods being banged up for most of it. Tiger who? Tiger Woo. Thank you. Oh, I almost uh, felt a little rusty there. Put me on the spot <laughs> there, buddy. Good thing I didn't mess that up. Uh, we will have we will do a lot of golf, you know, at the big events, and I, there's nothing bigger than the Masters, and I just saw this. So, live golf players will not be excluded from the 2023 Masters. Yeah. All right? Uh, there was some conjecture that that might be the, the opposite. Now, uh, Fred Ridley, who was the Augusta National Chairman, announced today that all eligible players will receive invites to play in 2023. That includes past champions who joined live, like Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Sergio, uh, it's part of a press release. I'm not going to bore anybody else with the details, but you can have an issue fundamentally, although I don't really know how you... Well, yes, you can certainly have a fundamental issue with the money or with the thought of where some of the money is coming to Mm -hmm. be the backbone of live. That goes without saying... Um, you shouldn't have an issue with people just being able to make as much money as they can. The problem is yeah. the two kind of intertwine with Liv, which makes it very messy. Mm-hmm. But nobody's going to have an issue with seeing Phil Mickelson or Dustin Johnson teed up at the Masters. That's what we want. That's yeah. what we need. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. you get the best, need. You get the best players playing in the biggest sporting events.
3: The Masters being the example, all the other majors will likely follow suit. I don't think I don't, gonna...
2: Actually, Open, I don't know about that. Actually, I don't know about that. the U.S. That.
3: Open. Might be the rare
2: exception. That's the one I was going to point to. But I think the other ones will follow suit. You think the Open Championship does? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Based on based anything on that... based
3: on you need the best golfers playing in the biggest events. Like so much of it is is a is a monetary. It's a contract. It's a deliverable from the PGA to the networks. And if you if you don't have some of these stars playing, like do I care
2: if no, T the last year or so, John, whoever wins. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, the answer I know. Unless it was John Daly 20 years ago, the answer <laughs> yeah. is absolutely no. Yeah. You know me, I love golf. Mm-hmm. I love it. I stink, but I love trying to get me decent. Too. Me too. I know you do, and I watch I watch a lot of Europeans. I, like, I watch the Golf Channel all the time. Mm-hmm. This year, I have watched the least amount of me golf too. I've watched in two decades. Yeah, because I, 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 I didn't
3: know who these guys were, and they were just random. It was too random. And it, and it wasn't. I don't want to say it wasn't great golf because, I mean, obviously they're shooting under par and it is what it is. But, like, I don't don't know. There's there's something that makes Phil a star. Something that makes Bryson a star, whether you love him or hate him. Something that makes, you know, Fowler and all these guys. Sergio. Sergio. Something that makes them stars. Like how they carry themselves, some of the shots they take, the risks they take, the ridiculous 40-foot putts that they make. When it's just kind of – Cookie cutter
2: swing, mm-hmm. cookie cutter follow through.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, lag, pu- two, lag two putt, lag tap putt, tap in par, t- bro, like, I
2: hear you. Eh, eh. I need like the implosions, <laughs> like know. with Phil, and yes. I need, yeah, I, I need those side stories that we know with the with yes. the A level players. So that's good. Although yes. I would say that the PGA Championship, I would think that there's. I don't. I don't think that those. I don't. I don't know if i more more think about. It, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with your thought about. Mm. All the uh, most of the other well, tournaments
3: open in their door. I think the Masters I think has if, always been unique. The PGA Championship, PGA could be the would be the one. I'd say wouldn't. Okay. The U.S. Open, I think ultimately will allow. Hmm. Um. But we'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll find out.
2: I just wanted to pass it along. I saw that. There's A lot of golf fans out there. A lot of great golf courses around, you know, around the area for sure. Huh, have you ever hack it up? You ever get out there and mess around?
0: No, I, I back in the day, I went to the range a few
2: times, but I am not good. Can you see this maniac on the range? He's got, like, a baseball stance. he got a baseball grip. He's just swinging like a maniac.
0: I think I lasted, like, four rounds
5: once. I mean, four. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Yeah. Dove, you ever play? You ever get on a golf course in your life? You mean mini golf? No.
2: I Come on. I mean. <laughs>
0: I did pitch and putt once. I uh-huh. was so frustrated not getting the ball in the hole. Uh-huh. I said, forget it. But it's never on ridiculous. a
2: real course. Never on a real course. No. See, I am so – I have finally gotten to the – and I'm going to play this cut from Salah. Teague and Teague knows I have finally gotten to the point after I had back surgery for some crazy reason in my warped mind, I thought I was supposed to be good at golf. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I tormented myself and yeah. I was – and, and it was miserable. After I had back surgery, which was a couple of years ago, I just appreciate being out there. I don't care if I shoot a 94 and I shoot a 54 in the back. As long as that back ain't screaming, I'm good. All right. uh, Robert Sala on Zach, who apparently has been doing the right thing and prepping to be the guy. Here it is.
1: Zach uh, is is, – he knows to prepare like he's the number one. Um, Anything that else happens, it was – this was – uh, we were going into this week, and I know I said what I said yesterday. But he was with the mindset of being the starter, got all the reps yesterday. Um, Mike will be limited in practice, obviously, because he can still practice. He just can't. He didn't have contact. But um, so for Zach, it's always helpful to get all the reps, um, and and he's had that uh, since yesterday. So. Okay,
2: so the coach just said that a couple of minutes ago. Teak, did you see it was floating around on social media yesterday? Did you see Garrett Wilson hugging Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm, okay, I did. you did. It was a pretty long embrace. Almost a little too long. <laughs> um I mean they're rookies together It is what it is. They're well, not to, rookies together. Uh oh, it's true. It's true. Zach think, was last year. I think that I think it was well intentioned. So I, I I don't think there's anything other than you know, Garrett Wilson trying to be a decent teammate and do the mm-hmm. right thing. But to me, it almost make it oh, and again, I know this wasn't Wilson's intention. It almost makes Zach look weak. Really? Yeah. Why? Like ah, uh, you know this guy's so fragile. He needs no, me. No, I don't think oh, that. Hold on, hold think, on. Hold on. Let me just tell you what I, what I saw. Like he needs a hug in front of everybody so that the whole world can see that we haven't thrown him to the curb. <laughs> As a little one, un- I mean, how many times have you see an NFL quarterback getting hugged by a teammate after a regular season loss for thirty six <laughs> seconds? Yeah,
3: well, they're young and they're trying to, I don't know, overcome the emotion of. Uh, a tough loss game they could have, should have won. You could put it either way, and you know it just wants to show solidarity with them. Yeah, this sucks, but we'll be back. We'll get them.
2: We'll get them next week. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't know. How fa- I, I didn't. I, again, I didn't dislike it, and I'm not saying there's anything behind it. It just it makes Zach almost look feeble. There's a problem here.
0: Okay, mm. of course we're. I'm a Jet fan. I wanna see the Jets win. So I root for Zach Wilson to do well. The same way that Garrett Wilson's trying to you know pump up his quarterback. It's not his job. His job is to catch balls. He shouldn't have to do that. He shouldn't <laughs> have to console. Well, of course he does. Zach, no, he doesn't. no, he, doesn't. He, doesn't. no, no he doesn't. He's being a teammate. He's being a
2: friend, man. Pat him on the ass. Dude. <laughs> to hug him. How about Like you're this? at a funeral, God forbid. That was a little long. And yeah. It really did make Zach look a little pathetic, didn't no, it? No, I don't it think so. Did. No, it, and then he was, it did. It Did you see the whole thing? I did. Okay. Then was all, like, it was all over social media. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> then, like, Zach was wandering around aimlessly, like, he didn't know who to hug, or, who to, like, does he Does he go and dap up Jared Goff, or does he find an offensive lineman to hug? It just, I, again, not a bad thing. Yeah. Just optically, it didn't
0: exactly resonate strength. But this is the team, though, right now. The team is torn because they know their winning quarterback is, quote-unquote, hurt right now and can't get back on the field because the doctors won't clear him, okay? And they have a quarterback that can win. Instead, they have Zach Wilson that they have to deal with, and they have to do whatever they can to, like, bow down to this kid Mm -hmm. to make
2: him feel like he can be a professional quarterback.
0: I mean, it's kind of...
2: Disgusting! I don't think I've ever seen that in my life. No. I mean, end of the season, well, great. Yeah,
0: that's dude. The guy's getting paid uh, millions of dollars. Like, suck it up, dude. You we didn't. You didn't win. <laughs> deal with it. Move on. Grow a set. Why are you so harsh? Go, Because man. it's annoying, man. <laughs> this is the quarterback that we drafted. This little baby.
2: That's what he said. That's Shouldn't he, like, he like, be the one delivering the hugs if uh, anything else to lift up and elevate yeah. his teammates rather than the other way around? Mm. I again, mean, it was just too public. If it was in the locker room, not that we would know about
3: it. I didn't mind I
2: know you didn't mind. I know you didn't mind. And I don't mind either. That's why I'm framing it. You don't think it looks a little weak? No. Yeah, you do. I no. think you just played He did. That's contrarian. why I, turn yeah, I turned why mic off. I can tell you why smile right now. <laughs> oh, look at the way he's smiling. He's just playing contrarian right now. He even turned his mic off because he didn't want to answer the question. Because <laughs> he still, after 12 why do you years doing this much? radio show, why do you care he sometimes? still shuts his mic off and forgets to why take it back. Because you, you care? want to know why?
0: You know why, why I care? Because I have to watch him for another two years. Because this organization is committed to Zach Wilson, so we have to. More
3: importantly, you got to watch him for another two games. But let me tell you what. You just asked Todd. You said,
2: "Why do you care so much?" I'll tell you exactly why I care. Because to me. It makes me worry even more. Like if his teammates think that he they that Zach Wilson was that despondent no, or come alone. On. Well then how come Joe Flacco doesn't get hugs? How come Mike White doesn't get him? Mike White doesn't win every game. Cause that, cause Mike White loses more games than he wins. Yeah, I've never but, seen him get a
0: hug. But he's a vet. He's a, a veteran. Vet. I gotta be honest with Joe Flacco. He might not know anybody on the team. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right. <laughs> Wait, who's that guy? Oh, it's uh so-and-so's uncle. <laughs> uh, Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. I have a question for you. You're probably best equipped to uh, to answer this real fast here. All right? So, the Rangers have gotten hot. They've gotten hot. They have... Uh, Won eight straight games. The Knicks, as as I've talked about a couple of times, more so than the Rangers, being you know more of an NBA guy than NHL, they are hot. They have won eight straight games, playing some defense. A bunch of home games coming up. We got Steph tonight. uh the Stephless Warriors tonight. You had uh, Carlisle say the other day after the Pacers win, the Knicks look right one of the best teams right now in the NBA. So I could speak more intelligently to the Knicks. You watch both, although you seem to like hockey a little bit more than the NBA. Which one is more believable? Like this eight-game win streak more reflective of the Rangers who they truly are, or this eight-game win streak more reflective of who the Knicks ultimately will be/slash who they are right now? What do you think?
0: I mean, I think the Rangers are real. They they had moments lately. They were good last I year. I understand that. This year, they felt flat. They felt like Jostarkin was um, just not blocking the same saves. Like, he wasn't as good as la- he was last year. And that's just because he was letting up some of these Shots that he normally would make amazing saves for. So, like some of that's just luck on the other the, the opposition. They were still peppering the other team with shots. They lit up the uh, the Blackhawks. would be scored seven, seven, seven to one. End, yeah. yeah, it was
2: ridiculous. And they're, then they score six against the Penguins recently too. Or they and they're right playing the Penguins that? again tonight. No, I mean, no. they,
0: they, they keep on putting up a, an Assured amount of goals. Like yeah. their kid line is really clicking. Yeah, uh, I like. I want to call them uh, the the fact line because it's if it, they want to change their name, they want to get rid of it because they want to give them like the gag line from yeah. back of the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. They want to change this kid line. We're not kids anymore. Yeah. but but Hito, Kako, Caco, they're they're really really good together, mm-hmm. and if they're scoring goals on to step down from last year, but regardless, this team is real. Okay, it just took them a little bit longer to click. Oh, they're going to score rhythm. those
2: amount of. I mean, you're not going to drop yes. seven goals in the playoffs yes. with that kind of no, frequency.
0: No, no. But, they but they're going to. They their their issue wasn't scoring. Yeah, their issue was holding the lead. No, no, are, are and they that one of the weird. five
2: or six best offenses in hockey right now? Honestly, at this point, I don't Tom, know the they may be,
0: Yeah, because because Colorado's up there, yeah. but they're hurt. There's some guys that are really hurt there. Tampa Bay
2: is always up there. Is, how's, how's Ray Bork doing? Is he still doing well for Colorado? Didn't he go there for a year? Your... Yeah, he was. There.
0: He won a cup. Right? I know, yes, he did. He After did. Boston, right? That's what that you got to do. When you struggle with a team and don't win a cup, you go somewhere else to try to win one. Well, you got a lot on a ride.
2: Lundquist tried to do it with Washington, and unfortunately he had a heart condition. Mm, that's true, that's true. All right, so your answer is kind of more the Rangers. Yes. I would probably agree, um, but I think the one thing that, really changes that as a variable is that, because we can look back to last year's Rangers team, and as you pointed out, what's different this year and what's improved, but there's more of a commonality, more of a thread, more of a carryover. What's tricky about reading this Knicks team is that Jalen Brunson was not on the Knicks team a year ago. And if he was, and they had one, the, and they're going, you know, they they have all these these wins in a row this year, and Jalen Brunson was there last year, I think that there might be a lot more confidence in the Knicks mm-hmm that this Knicks team might be a little more real than some people think. Yeah, Brunson's was, changed everything. Yeah, no, well, there
3: was too many everything. There was too many question marks for the Knicks last year, position wise. Whereas this year, Brunson, you know what you're getting every night. And he's giving you thirty and, you know, five or six assists every night. And he's going to be clutch when you need him to be. It's uh so I think you solve question marks. You have an in shape Julius Randle and a getting better RJ Barrett. I, I like where the Knicks are. I really do. I don't, and again, I, I'm I'm defaulting Knicks because I don't watch enough hockey. But I would say
0: Knicks as well. My question to you is though, with with Brunson has l- literally solidified this this team, the point guard position, which is what you needed. Yeah, you have but an ha- on court leader. But how far can this Jalen Brunson take take this Knicks squad? I could tell you this much: if the Rangers are clicking on all cylinders and Shesterkin is as good as he can be, yeah.
3: Shesterkin could take the team to the. Yeah, the, the cup. question is, are are, are are the Knicks beating the Bucks? The Bucks are at their height, and, and you know, in now can the Rangers beat the
2: whoever the top team? Is? Well, Rangers, it's hockey. You can you yeah. get that hot goal? They can beat anybody. Yeah, I mean, I'm not to say anybody, but you know what I mean. It's 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 more believable and it's more transferable. Mm-hmm. I, I think with the Rangers than it is the Knicks. No, nobody's going to get on the air and make the point about the Knicks, you know, upending the Bucs or the Celtics. But man, I mean, Brunson is a he's ninety percent for the free throw line. He's relatively efficient. He's shooting about 46% overall. He gets to his spot. There's constant flow. Guys, like, he's just a he's a coach. He's a leader. He's a coach on the court. That is one of the best moves the Knicks have ever made. And he's, he's changed a lot. So good times, you know. And then the Devils have been rocking. I got to go to a Devils game pretty soon. You do. I am going to go. Because I live in Jersey, so I'm going to go.
0: You should dude, I it's it looks amazing. Like, I'm not a Devils fan, but I feel like the 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 atmosphere has been incredible. And Prudential Center is pretty awesome. Have
2: athlete. you been there a couple, uh, for a few events at the Prudential Center? Or I've been no? there for many events. Concert. What what sport events have you seen there?
0: Uh obviously hockey plenty of times. Oh, you have? Okay, oh, so you yeah. you've got yeah, you've I've seen games. even
2: UFC events there too. So. Okay, so you know wait, it's pretty cool actually. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it better than Barclay Center. Yes myself. Yes, I'm not the biggest fan of Barclays. No, me neither eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six how about let's go to Michael in Plainview what's going on Mike how are you
4: very well very well you're talking about a lot of topics so I'm gonna go back to the football the reason that I called <laughs> and I believe that Joe Douglas while he had an incredible draft this year uh, nobody can doubt that I think he was enamored with Zach Wilson and now he's married to Zach Wilson and uh I think that while the floor is a uh, – I don't think he's a terrible offensive coach, uh, but when you look at Zach Wilson when he throws, I think mentally he's okay, but he, he swings the ball. He doesn't mm-hmm. throw the ball overhand. I think his mechanics are way off, and I don't think that's going to get fixed right away. And as a, as a Jet fan, I would hate to waste the defense that they have this year, which could take them a long way, uh, with with a possibility of having another high round quarterback uh, fizzle out on us again. I, bear, I I hope that's not the case, but that's what I'm thinking. Yeah,
3: it's almost what you're wishing against is that you just, you need Zach to figure it out because the last thing you you want is to have to go through this process again of who's our quarterback. And if, I got to tell you, if this one doesn't work out for the Jets. Forget trying to draft the next guy. You, you'd have to just go find a free agent, can work a trade, do something, mm-hmm. right? Get get. I agree of, with that. Get one of these I disgruntled veterans who are somewhere else, I agree and with you that. might only have them for you know five or six years, as opposed to uh, like a decade
2: plus. Uh huh. But it, it it would be worth it. Well, because it would match the timeline of the rest of the team, and I I wouldn't even need five or six years, depending upon who the guy is. Yeah, I mean, it might yeah. even be two or three years yeah. as a, as a bridge. game I mean, you it's, know, it's, we, a,
3: we haven't said this in a while, but bridge. that that arc of intersection just—it's not
2: working right now with the quarterback and not the rest yet. of the team. No, and the one thing about Douglas, and listen, I get Joe's going to get a lot of heat <clears throat> if this is indeed a, a colossal whiff at the number two spot for Zach. I get it. Uh, and and that's on Joe's. That's a real bad stain on his resume. But it doesn't always have to be conventional. I've said to Tiki for many you know many times, and I don't know ultimately if it's going to be Mike White. I'm intrigued enough to let him keep playing if he's healthy, and I like what I see, and I know the teammates. His teammates really like him, yeah. And he gets the team in the end zone to score some points. But like I, if you're going to crush Joe for missing on Zach, which comes with the territory, if the answer is ultimately Mike White does it really matter cuz yeah. he found Mike. Don't White. you get
3: some credit for getting him he found them.
2: basically off the scrap heap yeah. for nothing.
3: So you spent you overspent for Zach. you significantly underspent for Mike. it's almost I, a wash. I think I think what hurts Joe just even even if it's just perceptual cuz it's not fully his fault, mm. but it is cuz I mean some people had this fear is is the Mekhi Becton miss as well?
2: Yeah, yeah. Because right? then you have two top five, six. But what was Becton four? Was Becton four?
3: I think yeah, he definitely think was, he was five. I think he was four. I think but
2: he was four. You just have two yeah. in subsequent years. That's, that's
3: true. That's just a that's a, that's well, a tough
2: one to swallow. Well, this is an old Douglas, but how many franchises? And I honestly don't know the answer to this question. How many franchises have missed on a quarterback at number two and at number three within a five or six year span? Mm-hmm. Because if if Zach really is not the guy that's exactly what the Jets will have done with Darnold, who was number three. Yeah. Somewhat recently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, has that ever happened before? Four years ago, right? Five, four, five years ago. Uh, five. Because this, is, this, is, this would be his fifth-year option. Yeah, five. But I'm sure there's somewhere as an outlier deep in the annals of the, uh, in the small print of the NFL. But, boy, that is that is pretty uncommon. No, that's man. damning. <laughs> that really is. Let's go to Jimmy. And, and Jimmy's in Alberton. What's up, Jimmy? How are you? You're on the fan.
4: Hey, fellas, how you doing? We're good. What's up? Jet fan here. So <laughs> I-, I was thinking about what Tiki said earlier about LaFour's offense being hard, hard on Zach. And to me, watching the Jets for 45 years, I think Zach is probably the most talented dr- quarterback we've drafted. Why isn't Lafour catering the offense to his abilities? Like Beningo says, why isn't he running more? Why isn't he rolling out more? Why isn't he getting him easier passes? Uh, thanks, fellas. Yeah, no, it's
3: a good question. And and I think he I – don't, I don't know why he's not rolling him out more. Just, you know, prescribed rollouts. Uh, the touchdown to Ozama, I mean, that was a play fake that he rolled out backside. So it's his weak way of throwing the football. So he's not going, you know, to his right. He's running back to his left and throws the ball across his body, which is a hard – it's a hard throw, but they know that Zach can make it. So I think they have certain plays in there, but it's just certain schemes aren't built to be that way. And Mike LaFleur's system isn't built to be, you know, dink and dunk crossing routes. Think about what the New England Patriots have done, you know, forever. That's not what Mike LaFleur is trying to run here. And so when they say, when Mike White had that game against Chicago and Robert Sala said he makes the easy look easy, I mean, there's a reason, Mm -hmm. right? Because he understands it and it's, it's not complicated. You just have to execute. Zach just isn't executing. He's not.
2: No, we could talk about this all day mm-hmm. and all night until we start to see a, a real refinement in his craft and an appreciable uptick in efficiency. It ain't going to look good. Uh, by the way, I'll take the L on that. I miss, I don't know what I was thinking. Becton wasn't fourth. He was 11th. I'll take was, the L on he that. He was.
3: He was 11th. I'm looking at it now, oh, looking at the picks. Sauce was fourth. That's why it was yeah, in I your head. Sauce was fourth. Zach was two. Becton was eleven. And then Quentin Williams was also top five.
2: Yeah, Quentin was what, three? Three. Yeah.
3: As was, was three. Sam Darnold. And then Sam Darnold was three. Quentin Williams one of the best players in football. Yeah.
2: I mean I, he might have – if he come and I think it's trending well Yeah, he's gonna it, make the it,
3: fortune it, thing he's gonna end up missing three
2: games he's probably gonna play tomorrow
3: i mean thursday yeah, well he can play thursday i hope i hope so it,
2: it's trending favorably he might wind up with 15 sacks uh, he's got a 11, 11 and a half 11 at least 11 maybe yep. 11 and a half i mean you just sneak out two three four i mean you're in you're in aaron donald territory mm-hmm. he is a superstar he is they definitely connected on that all right five minutes before noon coming up we're going all in on this busy tuesday we got you till two That is Carter roberts on the fan
1: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance